Issue number six of The Infinite Backlog, a chronological tour of the best and most noteworthy Marvel comics. I'm the Savage Andy, and with me are my co-hosts, the Magnificent Shane. Hello. And the Extreme Rory. Hey there. I wanted to make sure you noticed this. The the Extreme is spelled X hyphen tree. Oh, I do notice it. Oh. (laughs) I never put a knee before my X. Oh, how nice. (laughs) Today's comics follow the Fantastic Four and Spider-Man. Just them. We're down to two titles and they take us from February through July of 1965. And to give you, I I, I like throwing in a little historical context. We got some heavy shit going on in February through July 1965. Uh, The first American troops land in Vietnam. Martin Luther King Jr. leads a bunch of marches out of Selma, and Chim Chim Cheree wins the Oscar for best song. It's really just like intense, intense stuff going Chim on. Chim Chim Cheree, like like Chim Chimney. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. It's a weird Oscar pulled, and that's the one one reference to the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> best song. Well, when the musical theater guy is in charge of your poll, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Look, it's sort of it's sort of like, you know, when they do the compliment sandwich, I like to do two intense history history facts in one in one, one whimsical musical one. theater. One whimsical one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how do you guys feel now that we're down to two titles? These are pretty fun this week. I had a I had a good time. Not, yeah. not as much slogging through through chaff. Yeah. Uh Shane I got I got a taste. I, I I sort of stuck my finger in my mouth and fe- felt the Shane wind before we started. <laughs> and I, that's disgusting. <laughs> and I feel like you had a bad time this week. I you know, I did. But I think I think part of me having a bad time comes from the fact that I just don't like the Fantastic Four. It's just Man. it's the same thing over and over and over again. And uh, the. I mean, okay, listen. I don't know if you're ready to talk about them. Are you ready to talk about I'm them? I'm ready. Sure. Yeah, you're we'll clearly with, we'll taking us with Fantastic Four. Okay, okay we're going to yeah. start with Fantastic Four. I have this <laughs> thing where when every week your storyline is, oh no, I've lost my powers. <laughs> Qu- quickly read, you must find a way to give us our powers again. That it I'm does, just, it's a snooze fest. It culminates in a moment, right? It's kind of like this back and forth thing, this rubber banding of powers, no powers uh, has sort of, culminated in the thing quitting at the very end of yes. the last issue we read mm-hmm. which hopefully makes something interesting happen next week right like the, like ben i loved everything going on with ben uh over the course of this i mean ben is ben is clearly the best he's of he, the... i mean it's on the nose but he's the rock of the team he's the he's mm-hmm. the he's he's <laughs> the emotional core everybody else is is rich and fabulous and has everything going on <laughs> yeah we keep seeing the fucking human torch johnny's just like parading his like never-ending supply of fancy cars like muscle cars <laughs> like these are not normal people it actually like i sympathize a lot with peter parker when he's like in his own title when he sees a fantastic four from afar and from his perspective it's like man 
heroes hero life must be fucking easy for the fantastic four <laughs> everyone loves you and you're rich as shit and you don't have to hide your identities oh how nice it is on your ivory tower up at the back yeah then they building. have an ivory tower and they get sent like <laughs> and they get sent gifts just for just so people will pay. like they get it's basically corporate sponsorship it's super gross yeah yeah i i, I find their their position is very fascinating in the in the in the sort of hero canon. I mean, like everyone respects the Avengers and and the, the X Men even are sort of like yeah, the Fantastic getting... Four celebrities. Yeah, they're just celebrities. It's fat. It's it's interesting, uh, especially seeing as how Spider Man is just like he's like tabloid food. Like they it, chew him up every week. And thing <laughs> is the thing is the only character actor on the team. Everybody else is. <laughs> is a is a you know a hollywood a lead. lead yeah, yeah everyone else is a lead <laughs> it's uh, a team you... of three ingenues and one like jerry orbach one philip seymour hoffman yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's like even a moment in the so obviously like they they get engaged right like mr fantastic and yeah and, uh, susan get engaged right reed and reed and susan get get engaged and there's there's one panel where all the other superheroes are there. And did mm-hmm. you call her Susan? Right? Like, what did, what did yeah, I call her? Her name is Susan. Yeah, her name I is know Susan. It's just like the idea of but, saying the whole thing. Like, it's just, <laughs> Sue Storm Susan is Storm. Su- Susan Badweather. She is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Susan, Please, Susan Mr. Badweather. Susan Badweather's my mother. Yeah, and, J- and Jonathan Badweather. <laughs> Susan and Jonathan, yes. the New Jersey bad weathers, yes, of course. <laughs> but there's God, just there's a it. moment where Spider-Man shows up to this party where every other hero is there eating cake, and he steals a fucking piece of cake out of the window. <laughs> yeah, he's he's completely shunned, and it, you do you feel for him getting him when you're not focused on Spider-Man. It's really easy to sort of see that he's just an outcast from this group. Which yeah. is which is fun. I mean, it, it's fun, uh, you know, as a reader to see that that uh, hiccup. And I, I always I know that it's it's not particularly complex at this point in time, but I always am a real big fan of the sort of dynamic that Peter and Johnny have where they're both te- like like put everything else aside. They're both super powered teens. But Johnny has this like like he constantly acts superior because everyone has like supported him. Right. Like he's. A celebrity and and everyone approves of what he does. And yet Spider-Man gets shit on. But effectively, they're doing the same thing. It's just Spider-Man's poor. And like having these two teen heroes sort of like butt heads is is fun. And I wish they kind of did it more. I think that I think that there is more to come between their their rivalry. That's that's more interesting. But I don't know that that's an angle that I like. And I, I, I do like Peter having like an outsider feel. Also, to uh, to mention one other point from the from the uh, fantastic cake party was <laughs> <laughs> just a couple panels with my with my best friends, the X-Men. But it is it is mm-hmm. a really funny like two panel. It's not even a joke. It's just just seems kind of ha- I don't know. So what happens is, uh, you know, the the X-Men have to pretend they're not familiar with Professor X, that they're sort of mm-hmm. unaffiliated. And then the yeah. very next panel is, <laughs> well, the X-Men have offered to walk me home. Yeah, they, they're gonna give me a ride home. <laughs> also, I love, I fucking adore that, that. Like, they're all having a great time, but Professor X, like Xavier's, like, I'm done with this party. I want to go home, <laughs> and he sends a fucking telepathic message that's like, "We're all leaving the party now." And they're like, yeah. "I guess, I guess our party's done." He's like, he's yeah. like the boss girl in a in a in a mean click. We're out of here. <laughs> what? I said we're out of here. We're leaving. 
We're leaving Jean. <laughs> Stop making eyes at Thor. We're leaving. We're fucking leaving Jean. <laughs> God. Uh, I want to talk about the Frightful Four. So this oh, is... Oh, God. <laughs> See, see right there, Rory. See, <laughs> no, no, this is no, this shut is up. No, this, you, these you are incredible. This is, this is, you know, I have, I have such a, I have such a boner for super like very silly villains, yes. and uh, even sillier than uh, than Fancy Dan might be Paste Pot Pete. Okay, this is our first experience with Paste Pot <sighs> Pete, but at this point, he's already like an established like like villain that he's he's been fighting various different heroes, and he's never gone to jail. I think it's it's ridiculous, and his power is that he has a gun that shoots glue. His power is he <laughs> he has he a is pot paneled. of glue that's hooked yeah, up he has to a, a, a pot of glue, and he looks like ejaculate, and it's just over and over and over again. You've activated my trap card. <laughs> Pot of His- glue. It allows me to draw two <laughs> new cards. Uh, Pacepot Pete is my absolute favorite villain in Marvel so far because it's the dumbest concept and then when he realizes that he needs to expand his brand and come up with a new name he realizes he can use paste to make traps and calls himself <laughs> the trapster <laughs> he does rebrand um the fucking what, trapster what i think is what i think is funny is one they kind of make him fairly competent like the silliest the silliest villain is pretty effective at taking yeah. people down uh, but then I remembered, like, especially having Spider-Man in the same issue, I think. Is that the, yeah. the cake issue? Uh, yeah, it might be. So there's there's a, a superhero. There's a glue hero and a glue villain. Like, Marvel is deep <laughs> in the glue game right now. <laughs> well, they're deep in the glue game. I'm wondering if, like, Elmer's and whoever <laughs> Elmer's manufactures. Elmer's a little money. Well, and whoever manufactures asbestos, because they're like oh, yes. horny for asbestos. Yes, always. I know that. I know that we don't know the cancer stuff yet in 1965, but like, there's. I, I think that there's a, a villain that we skipped over in one of the the, the tales, the strange tales issues with uh, with the with Johnny Storm, where he fights asbestos man. I'm curious if it's a contentious issue because that's what I've noticed is the asbestos seems to be coming out of the villain side. Does any are any of the heroes using asbestos? Or did I miss that? I don't think so, but it's, I think it's mainly Spider-Man because does. we have a Oh, he does. Yeah, he has an asbestos web. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, but Johnny Storm is like his whole deal is being on fire. So of course they're like, "Ah, oh, oh, who yeah. can who can fight against a fire boy? Ah, oh, asbestos man." <laughs> and like <laughs> like asbestos is fucking everywhere and it's so funny how often they name drop it like it's some sort of miracle panacea against burning. <laughs> But the Frightful Four, uh, it's just four different villains that decide, they, they realize that like, hey, if there were four of us and we all kind of are like the Fantastic Four, we could be like an evil Fantastic Four. <laughs> that seems a good enough reason to team up. And it's uh, it's the wizard who I think we've seen before uh, in like a Doctor Strange issue. It's Sandman, who we've seen several times now, uh, mostly in Spider-Man. It's Pace Pot Pete and the newcomer. Uh, who will become very important as we keep going, is uh, Madame Medusa. Which was neat. I didn't realize she started as a sort of Namor-like. Because I, yes. the first time we met the Inhumans, they are, they're unaligned with the heroes, but they seem generally good. Totally. So now, totally. She's on a, now she's on a villain team, and I was surprised to see her. Yeah, and I, I enjoy... I mean, at this point in time, we haven't seen the Inhumans yet. So they haven't been introduced, and Medusa's the first one that we meet. I think it's probably a retcon that she's part of the... 
that whole thing unless I don't know, unless I'm not giving enough credit to Stan Lee. But like, I don't think they've thought ahead with how they're going to use Medusa in the future. But it is fun. She's a she's a spooky lady from the Mediterranean who has very long hair that she can control like it's a like it's a. Yeah, she's she's the Reed Richards type, I think, is who she's supposed to be. She just stretches her hair around. There's a funny scene or a funny panel of her switching off the light in uh, in Ben Grimm's room and he freaks out. (laughs) (laughs) I guess he sleeps with the light on. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God, what a cutie. Uh, so they they go through a few things, the Fantastic Four, over the course of these uh, five issues that we read. Uh, notably, my favorite thing in the world is that they're they're getting married, and suddenly Sue Sue just gets a bee in her bonnet about like, you know what? I'd love to marry you, but I just deep, I just I'm still not over how the Skrulls killed my dad. So like, <laughs> what if like for a wedding present yeah. you kill all the Skrulls for me? <laughs> <laughs> Can we fly and start an intergalactic war for my wedding? It also feels like that that like lollygagging of we can't get married till it's legal for everyone. <laughs> like, yeah, right. She, she puts this sort of insane, you know, milestone between them and marriage. And yeah, it's like fine. Uh, here we go then. Okay, I, I've got a fucking spaceship. I know everyone at NASA. I'm gonna I'm gonna fight a planet because this is definitely <laughs> Reed Richards is getting his dick wet again. So if I've got to fight a planet. <laughs> It's going to, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they go, there's a, so there's a couple, like Shane was mentioning, like Shane was complaining about, uh, rightfully so, there's a couple's different ways in which the Fantastic Four lose their powers this uh, this week. I thought it was all connected. Is do- Doesn't like, didn't landing on the scroll planet kind of turn them well, into, like, they're, there's, they seem only like temporarily powered by the gun at the moment. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. It's possible that the scroll planet did it, but I th- I thought that the second time it was because of the f- the frightful four's Q bomb, like yeah. some sort of it, it irradiation they, from their Q bomb. They they lost it from a Q bomb, and then they got hit with the same beam because Reed was like, "Oh wait, we did this last week. Come here, let me shoot you again." <laughs> <laughs> I guess I, I misread the order of events. I thought the bomb was so like almost took them out because they had just sort of depowered. But no, no, I think they still had their power. I think they'd they'd gotten their powers back after their trip to the scroll homeworld. Uh, yeah, when they, they lose them, them they use the gun at, on the. They, yep, they use the gun in the homework because so Reed has this gun that like boosts their powers, uh, and so yeah, when they get to the when they get to the scroll planet, uh, they all lose them. And the thing the thing has like my favorite line this whole week where uh, where he punches something as a test and oh, it yeah. makes a it makes a sound it makes a whap sound and he goes whap. You hear that? Nothing but a puny whap. Me who used to never get anything less than a baroom or at least a kapow. <laughs> <laughs> and, I love I love that sort of like fourth wall breaking yeah. reference of the of the sound effects. It's really funny. But yeah, there's some stuff that's not worth talking about with like a, a scroll warlord named Morat. And there is an odd like it's just for me. It's just a contrivance written that you didn't have to write it to. You know what I mean? Like if you it's mm-hmm. it's it's like solving a problem you didn't have to introduce in the first place. It just seems odd. So Morad is is uh, I think killed or at least uh, heavily wounded yeah. by the king of the scrolls, and Reed saves his daughter, or uh, Sue saves his daughter. Yeah, she dies with a force field. Yeah, and so the king offers them, you know, one sort of like kingly present uh, for for <laughs> uh, for saving for saving her. And when they say we want, you know, justice for the man who killed uh, Doctor Storm, he's he says, we already did that, so no, <laughs> no present, no king's present for you. And I just think, right. like, yeah, it's just it, it's just kind of silly. He didn't have to offer them a present if he, no. he was going to bone them in the next panel. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, it's like, oh, well, that was Morat. Morat did that, and we just he's dead we now. Just so them. Go home. Yeah, see <laughs> go, <ya. laughs> go home. And he's humans. like super happy about it. He's like, you just saved me a king's present, <laughs> which is a little funny. <laughs> that that line is, but it's not really framed as a joke. So no, no, no. So there's this shenanigans with the with the Q bomb, the trapster, and Medusa. I think it's implied maybe they fucking like. I don't know if you guys. Got I didn't that vibe. get that. Yeah, they're like they're at least they're flirting. Uh, so there's like this like interesting dynamic that we don't get to spend very long with. And the frightful four. She knows he's got. She knows she's got what you know what she's looking yeah. for, <laughs> which is glue and trap. That white ooze. That good white ooze. Yeah, he's al- <laughs> he's always got a nice big white ooze splat ready. <laughs> <laughs> I love a man who can bring traps into the bedroom. Oh uh, my god! <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. So like we said, there's a Q bomb that gets detonated, and it, it, it again removes their powers, but like completely this time. And Ben, it, even this time, uh, turns back into a normal dude. Which wait, we have to wait two issues before Ben finally complains about. Or like even mentions how it's nice for him to be human again. Like, yeah, I thought this was really weird because that was, was such weird. a central part of his whole deal was how upset he was that he's a monster. And then as soon as he's a normal guy, he doesn't even say anything about it. I think they just didn't want to waste the waste the page space on it because they were sort of involved in a plot in the Doctor Doom. The whole I agree. I, the whole I agree thing. with you. But it was yeah. I, it was noticeable, 100%. totally noticeable and pretty strange. Yeah. So there's this two issue thing that I, I actually thought was kind of fun where they have to team up with Daredevil because they're powerless and Daredevil's around because I guess they use Matt Murdock as their lawyer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so Daredevil's around and he has to help because Dr. Doom, the the fun juice he drank at that party a couple weeks back, finally wears off and he's like, wait a minute, I didn't <laughs> kill the Fantastic Four? Yeah. No! <laughs> and so he shows up <laughs> to, fun, to finish the job. And so we spend two issues fighting Dr. Doom. I actually thought it was kind of fun watching the the Fantastic Four try and figure out how to do stuff without powers. Totally. Although there was one of my least favorite little, uh, you know, MacGuffin plot twists was that, you know, they couldn't use the gun right away, even though the gun is what brings their powers back eventually because it was recharging. I know. Mm -hmm. Man, that shit is that shit is terrible. That's Iron Man level bullshit. It's okay if you mention it like we need if they said at the beginning we need we've got, you know, five days before we can use the gun if it's even going to work. Uh huh. Then I, I'm, then I'm, you know, I'm, I'm game. I'm ready to play ball. But just introducing it as this Deus Ex Machina at the very end was uh, unfulfilling. Yeah, they even have Daredevil say something like, like they're like, uh, like I think Ben is like, wait a minute, why didn't you use the gun to to do this like, like yesterday? And then Daredevil on the side of the panel is like, yeah, I was gonna ask that too. <laughs> <laughs> So the ending I did like from it was what I expected was everybody was kind of on their last leg because that's something I enjoy about uh, Dr. Doom Mm -hmm. is uh, I think most of the time when they go up against other hero, other villains, I should say, either you've got a a group, you've got your your frightsome four, (laughs) or or it's it's somebody who's kind of got a good counter but isn't specifically powerful. Yeah. And Doom is the only one who is like four times better. You know, it need you just need all four yep. of them to sort of play ball. Anyway, so what I had sort of expected was that everybody was getting their butt kicked after they'd repowered, and Ben begrudgingly becomes the thing to to save the day. Mm-hmm. Instead, Rich Richards takes away that agency from him and shoots him with the ray, turns him back yeah. into the thing, and then you know things. And he even says, "I don't know he'll ever forgive you for this." 
Which is, and the number of times Mr. Fantastic has said, I don't know if he'll ever forgive me, but I, I have to anyway. I know. Too it's, damn high. It's too damn high. Uh, Are you really his friend? <laughs> it's it was pretty upsetting, especially like in the sort of, you know, in the comic book, un- in the not you, un- not this literal universe, but like in the universe of what a comic book is in the genre, I guess they don't need the thing. Like you, the good guys always win. You don't need yeah. a thing. Uh, you can you can if you had to, if this was even slightly realistic, they'd just recruit the Hulk if they had to. You know, if we if we need a strong or, man to round out the team. Or they just become the thrilling three. The th- right? <laughs> like <laughs> totally. So to me, the plot or the sort of like I said, the, the mythos doesn't doesn't really it doesn't make me think they actually need the thing. Yeah. And I don't love that Reed Richards is a jerk and just does it. Which is why I liked when the when the thing quits at the end. He's like, fuck this. Same. Same. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, that fight, it, I mean, the thing goes mano a mano versus Doom and wins, and it's yeah. baller, actually. Yeah, he hulks out, for sure. And he's, like, tearing into his metal guts at the very end. Yeah, and he says, uh, he's like, how are you coming back? Like, how are you beating me? And he's like, mister, maybe I'm just too dumb to collapse, too ugly to die. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> That's hype as shit. I love that. It's like it's an interesting contrast to the 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 banter that he was having with Daredevil when he, they were going one on one, where yeah, he's <laughs> just like Doom says, spouting insults. <laughs> yeah, Doom's like, "You dare attack me physically?" He says, "Why not? I even walk in the rain without my booties sometimes. That's why they call me Daredevil." <laughs> I don't know. It was a really fun issue. I thought it was great, uh, and I am excited to see what happens now that Ben is uh, leaving. I'm sure they'll reset it quickly. Yeah, and that's the only part that really bugs me is the the urgency with which they think they need to reset back to you know the start of the Simpsons episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd love to just have a bit of breathing room with Ben Grimm going in and out and in and out of these um, power situations. Totally, like having like having to see Ben like living with Alicia, not doing hero stuff and like seeing the, the four symbol go up and like watching a fight out of his window and being like, shit, but like, <laughs> should I, should I go help? No, I quit. Like that could be really interesting and, and sad. What about, what about Spider-Man this week? We had a lot, I had a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> I'm forgetting which one was the first issue. The beetle. The first issue is with the beetle. Oh, the, fir- yeah. the, f- the first issue is with the beetle and then the ping pong paddle paddles made of webbing. Yeah. The, and the beetle, <laughs> the beetle is kind of just a, just a silly Iron Man, right? He's got an armor and it flies. Yeah. And, and he's mostly a torch villain. He fights yeah. a human torch. Which is funny, like to be an arch villain of one member of the Fantastic Four. <laughs> I fight, I fight Johnny, but only when he like you know goes off for a solo adventure. I kind of stay away when he's with his family. Well, and that's and that's kind of and that's kind of par for the course with these sort of Marvel teams that they're building, right? Is like you might be uh, a Thor villain, but you're just not an Avengers villain. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that there was a. Uh, I mean, if we want to, if we want to talk about this as as sort of a big concept, there's a lot of girl drama and sexist shit happening it's, in Spider Man's life. It's been going on, drama. but it, it did feel maybe we're just more, just even we're just at our breaking point at this point. <laughs> uh, it felt it felt more prominent in all of the like, oh, these females, talk. and then they use the word female every time. Oh, it's so <laughs> bad. It makes me feel like it's like. I just hear the incel voice, just like female. <laughs> These females. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it am does. I, am I it, right, boys? It does feel like somebody just dumped Stanley. <laughs> it's like that's the energy that's coming out of this, out of these comics. Oh my god, is that? Do you think that's what happened? Is I have no idea. Like, oh, that's my head cannon. That's my head cannon. Now. <laughs> 
hey, true believers, <laughs> I don't want to talk about what happened with me and Sheila, but let's write a Spider-Man this week. Uh, well, the females are really betraying Peter a lot. <laughs> oh, man, I wish they'd stop that, these classic females. <laughs> hey, Stan, you want to fucking call me? Shut the fuck up! <laughs> the Betty stuff, I didn't... I kind of got the vibe last week that they were broken up because Betty was seeing Ned Leeds, right? Like, I'm not sure that they have the same like working concept of what like whether you're dating or not dating that we have to date. <laughs> yeah, not no, not at all, not at all. It just seems like yeah. you can hang out with a chick one time and then you're going steady, but also you're not. You're still going out with other people. You can write yeah. that. They can just show up at your house, and that's okay. Uh, <laughs> It's really weird. And like I I want to actually throw props to this title for a second because usually in the in the sort of sexist thing that I've I've made in my mind about what these are, uh the kind of misunderstanding that we would have is like Peter says something that could be misconstrued and the woman goes, "Oh." And then like runs away from the scene and doesn't get context. Uh, Peter does that like twice as much as Betty right now. Mm-hmm. He does, uh, but he's doing it all the time. But there is there is this like pretty upsetting. Well, it's not. Yeah, it's upsetting. I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll go that far. Where <laughs> I'll own the word. I'll, I'll say it. I'll say it on air. Upsetting. <laughs> oh, <ooh. laughs> give me chills. P- Peter is complaining about how like. Why is it every time I do something, I uh, you know, it just makes things worse? And then he's like. What? Could anybody have worse luck than me? And I just thought it was funny. This like, why do my actions have consequences so constantly? Oh, God. Dang this luck. <laughs> Dang this luck of mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is there is a small part of it that you can say, that's just being a stupid teen boy. Yeah, the rest but, of it is problem. Well, but, that's the, you know. the interesting thing is like the, the absolute inability to sort of take responsibility for your actions does sort of yeah. jive with his incel it's Columbine energy. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, there's a there's a part. There, there's I loved this line because of how much I hated it. Uh, Peter is talking to Betty because Betty got a letter from Ned Leeds, the, the the sexy reporter that went off to go work in Europe for a while that she was kind of flirting with. Uh, she got a letter from him and she didn't mention it to Peter. And now he thinks it's full of dick pics, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> how great would that be if Ned Leeds mailed dick pics from you? <laughs> That's my head cannon because I just want Ned Leeds and Betty to get together. Yeah, seriously. I want her to have nothing to do with this with this teenage monstrosity. Absolutely. You want her to be Betty Leeds. I want her mm-hmm. to be Betty Leeds. But they're having a conversation. Like Peter and uh, and Jameson are talking about something, and he's mad. J. J. Jameson's mad he didn't get photos of a certain thing because he couldn't get photos. And he walks by Betty, and she's like, "Oh, too bad you disappointed him about those Peters. Pi- pi- oh, too bad." <laughs> Too bad, Peter's <laughs> you Too bad you disappointed him. No. <laughs> Shut up. We're not keeping that nope. in. No, nope. Peter's picks. That's going okay, in. Okay, fine. All right, the real quote. <laughs> Too bad you disappointed him about those pictures, Peter. And he says, well, lots of people disappoint other people, Betty. <laughs> and she's like, whoa, what is? what are you talking about? And he's like, I don't want to fucking... He just walks out of the room. It's like... You're a fucking lit fuse all the time. That's the most passive-aggressive... Oh, God, it's terrible. It's terrible watching Peter do this. He's so bad at dating. <laughs> My favorite moment is later on, which, of course, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. There's a, there's a part where 
Betty runs into Liz and they're having like, and Peter's not even there and they're sort of arguing over Peter and their, their, their word bubbles are like frosty. Like they've, they're all jagged yeah. edged and they're angry <laughs> and they go to Peter's house because I guess maybe they both have reasons to go there, but they're like, we're going to go find Peter. And they show up and uh, Aunt May answers the door and they look past her. And finally we kind of see Mary Jane Watson, this girl that she's been trying to set Peter up with. And they both have this moment. We see their faces just shocked like they've seen a ghost because it's like their animal instincts both recognize she's a superior woman or something. <laughs> it's like they've it's 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 so weird and sexist, this construction. But like they're like, oh, no, she's like a fucking supermodel. Has he been hiding her from us? And they leave dejected. It is it's so bizarre. And we don't even get to see MJ's face because it's hidden behind a flower because it's like some sort of reveal how hot she is. Yeah, the, the the hiding of her face was odd. What What's crazy to me is that I know more about the Spider-Man thing to come. And we have Liz. We have Betty. He's hit on Sue Storm. He's hit on the Torch's girlfriend. We now have MJ. And we still haven't even met the girl that's going to be his first serious girlfriend, Gwen Stacy. Like... The number of women floating in and out of Peter's life is the most absurd detail that they've thrown in about Peter in this in this early comic. It's insanity to me. It's like a it's a fantasy thing. It's a, right? like of course, it's, yeah. It's it's the teenage boy fantasy that they're playing off of. Although I didn't realize in the in the early incarnations that he doesn't get with Mary Jane before Gwen Stacy. I think maybe. I don't remember the chronology either. I'm pretty sure that they are the first ones to date, but I, I don't know that. So, you know, I'm sure we'll be. We already be know how loosely they use that word. So it's, it's, yep. it's kind of hard to tell. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else we got here? What, what what villains did we fight? We had a bunch of Green Goblin. It's a um, Goblin. We had. Uh, oh, that Mysterio issue was fun. No, I huh? liked the Mysterio issue. This is the first time any story that we've read has had any semblance of nuance. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Where, you know, we don't, we're not, we don't see Mysterio on the cover. And also the introduction, the first time Peter thought he was uh, going, he was snapping was, uh, was a little more heavy handed. In this mm-hmm. one, somebody starts spreading the rumor like before, before he even starts getting the the hallucinations. Yeah. Uh, it just yeah. played on the page a lot better. Yeah, because he's like, see, he's like reading in the in the paper that like they're gonna interview some psychiatrist who's convinced Spider Man is going nuts, and he's like, "What? I'm not going nuts." Um, <laughs> <laughs> the the sort of psychological issues I think are gonna be more interesting to me overall in general. Yeah. But there's something kind of deeply scary, and like, because this was kind of a horror issue, mm-hmm. and like a grown adult manipulating the brain of a like growing boy was yeah. effective it was gross yeah even if they don't know that he's a teenager it still worked like they're able to very e- he's very manipulable for how powerful he is yeah and that well, I, he's again, like a 12 year old <laughs> <laughs> He's, like, I know, he's you, with the fucking mind of a 12-year-old. Like, what, I know. What, what do you expect? <laughs> but like I said, in the in the scariness, in the in the yucky vibes, it works. Yeah. And again, that's a dynamic that we saw in the the newest Spider-Man movie that I feel like they captured really well of Mysterio's just like incredibly deft ability to get at Peter's brain and just make him second guess everything. It's uh it's very nice to see play out. I also want to give props to this issue's cover specifically because this is this is amazing spider-man 24 this is the actual best cover of anything we've read so far it's got like a writhing freaked out spider-man fighting spectral images of sandman and the vulture while 
the background, he's in an upside down room and there's like a desk upside down and a man standing at it facing away at an angle. And it's just, I don't know, the composition of it and like what it implies about the issue is so much more interesting than any other cover, which is basically just like Spider-Man fights villain. God, what about what about the shirtless Navy hunk saving the Fantastic Four? (laughs) I could stare at that cover all day. (laughs) That was so absurd to me. It felt like it was it felt intentionally pornographic. It absolutely no. It absolutely was. It's all. And I, I was. I was reading. I thought to myself, "There's always one sailor who has to take his clothes off. <laughs> There's always one." Everyone's like, "Oh, there goes Andy taking his shirt off again." <laughs> all the Fantastic Four are passed out from the Q bomb, and so the the soldiers are just like, you know, heaving these lifeless bodies. <laughs> it's 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 intensely sexual. <laughs> you know how lifeless body is super sexual. <laughs> Oh boy, walk that back. Walk it back. <laughs> I, I I do think Andy, I, I agree with you that the the upside down room thing was such a point of interest, not even just on the cover, but Oh, with the with the dialogue was upside in, down. But like inside of the book as well when the dialogue was upside down. And yeah. then we're we're finally getting to this place where there's some like panel differentiation where the panels are different sizes. Um, it's not just like a nine panel spread, right? Always. Mm-hmm. And there, there's even a couple where like they had so many panels on the page that were different sizes that they had little arrows pointing to which one you should read next. <laughs> I had a question for you guys. And because I'm always curious what the expected use case is. Like if you if you have a panel like that, a page like that, let's say in a real handheld comic, you're not you still don't actually know if um, the intent is to try to read it upside down or to flip the comic like a five year old. Um, <laughs> I always flip the comic. I kind of do too, usually. But I, I always I, flip the comic. Um, I flipped my tablet. I flipped it upside down to read it. Oh, that's what I, that's what I was about to ask you. Is if uh, is if the because doesn't the Marvel thing have an auto zoom or no? It ooh, it does, but I don't use it. I just re, I just look at uh, pages. I'm gonna tap. I'm gonna tap into it right now. I'm gonna find see out. if the auto zoom flips for you or asks you to read it upside that's down. An, yeah, that's an interesting question. Yeah, because they do the the sort of panel by panel view. Guess what? What? That so it, it goes from half of that panel to the other half of that panel, but it is not flipped. It is still upside down. Okay, yeah. So it's not that intelligent. <laughs> That's pretty cool though that it broke it up into two pieces. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a human had to go in and define the zones. Uh I love that they <laughs> you got to define that zone, baby. You got to let a human in and define the zone. Bless. <laughs> <laughs> Bless. Blech. Just a couple, a couple passing mentions of the other things, the other people that Spider-Man fights this week. Uh, we have, we have the the ringmaster is unseated as the leader of the circus people, and Clown is now in charge. Uh, <laughs> I I liked uh, what is it? Just Lady Serpent, Miss uh, Oh, uh, oh God, what's Ser- her name? Empress Serpent. I forget exactly what her what her title what her title is. I didn't love the. Uh, intensely sexist energy when when like peter can't punch her and the it's odd yeah but i liked oh, her des- uh, princess python princess python she has an she has a neat design where like you know she's got some sort of you know head wound right uh, you know she's just kind of she's graphic in a way most of the, these villains are more silly and she's got yeah. this giant scar mm-hmm. i was interested then I was less interested when they tass- when they tussle. Yeah, I was also less interested in the Great Gambonos, the Clown, Cannonball, Ringmaster. These are terrible throwaway circus people. They're I pretty love- junk. 
I love where it's like, you know who Spider-Man should fight next? Carnies. Just <laughs> they're so scary and creepy. Just a bunch of carnies. Well, they were like, everyone loved that Daredevil, right? Let's do it again. Yeah. I never thought those people would come back. I don't even think they had names. They named them for their reappearance. They only had names for two of them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. God. Insane. Uh, we also have an issue where where Spider-Man has to fight a tentacle robot controlled by J. Jonah Jameson. Oh my God, it's so good. It's, it was good. It's so good. Oh, like, okay, wait, hang on, wait, wait, listen, listen. I have been so excited to get to this moment because I can't even explain to you the look of the little fat robot running through the city is one of the funniest things I have seen drawn on this page. It is a chubby, fat little penguin looking robot and then it has Jonah's head just yeah. giant on it on a screen where he's like, I'm coming to get you. I'm coming to get you. Like, <laughs> it's outrageous. Hey, how do you control this thing? Oh, this is great. I'm going to wrap you up in my tentacle, Spider-Man. Like, what's fucking weird. It's so bizarre. This this robot has like 50 tentacles. And as soon as it like it, it it's terrifying. It's, it wraps you up in such an awful way. And, yeah. Oh, God, it's so awful to look at. What I didn't get just like plop, you know, uh, beat by beat of this was, I don't know. I just didn't really believe the spider, the the, the robot was like invincible to web. It, oh, because of how oily it is? Because it's covered in so much oil that it came. <laughs> <laughs> the web it, just felt, it felt stupid to get to that point. If you were gonna, if, if there was, there could be any number of like better explanations why you can't web it up. It's too strong. It's too fast. It, it's too All right, oily. I know, what you're, <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Last week we had him. Fight, last month we had Spider-Man fight a bunch of carnies. How am I going to one up it? Well, I've got this little penguin robot that's super oily and has <laughs> J. Jonah Jameson's head on it. I think but, it's going to uh, be really I good. Agree with Shane that the all the tentacle motion was really fun. As was like the the fact that it was pretty competent <laughs> in just like firing <laughs> tentacles. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to leave that as a Yelp review. A review. Uh, yeah, you know, four, four out of five stars. The food was really good. The tentacle motion was really fun. <laughs> the tentacle motion was very well done. It's just, it's so funny. Hang on. I'm dropping a picture in the chat to you guys right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I'm, I'm dropping you this panel that is just perfection. And I'm going to do a little zoom on this robot man. And it's just, it's everything you ever want it to be. <laughs> He's so dumpy. He's so dumpy. <laughs> <laughs> and I love I love that J. Jonah Jameson is just controlling him like an RC car. Like he's having the best time of his life. Like it it's it's so good. I think the 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 climax of that issue is that like Spider-Man somehow manages to wriggle out of his costume and like manipulate it with webs like a puppet so that when they show up and they unmask him, there's nothing in it. It was the weirdest. I don't know. That was an odd, an odd choice. I think that was just to get a little one-upsman <laughs> so that we have a panel of J. Jonah Jameson like throwing the Spider-Man hat on the ground. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, yeah, the way he gets out of it is kind of neat. The the uh, All the tentacles just like slowly draw you in like a fishing line. And when, mm-hmm. he, when it's like, you know, <laughs> pressing Spider-Man body to body against this dumpy robot. He's able to get out, you know, get inside the guts mm-hmm. and uh, and disable the robot. I think I think the only other thing that I thought was fun, one of these issues, uh, I think it may have been the maybe it was the, the first one with uh, with the with the clown people. But uh, there's a there's a side 
a side plot where the Human Torch's girlfriend is like really fed up with him being a hero all the time and constantly flaming on that she sort of like gives him an ultimatum that he has to go 24 hours without flaming on. And it leads into this really weird misunderstanding where she calls him with a real emergency and he's like, oh, yeah, I know what farce. you're doing. You're just trying to get me to flame on. <laughs> yeah. When when they change flame on from a catchphrase to a verb, it is yeah. super silly. <laughs> You ever have this problem where your boyfriend just won't stop flaming on? He just won't stop doing that flame on. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, something I didn't mention with the Beatle that I thought was funny uh, was the way it's like the very first panel of the very first issue that we read where he's he's walking out of jail and he's like, well, I served my time. They had no choice but to give me all my armor and weapons back. And I was like, yeah, so it's it's Air Bud rules for super villains. There's no law against giving me my costume back, you creeps. (laughs) I just think it's so funny. They, they're, the prison sentences for these villains, are they must be like two weeks. It's like, well, you've served your time. Here's all of your evil well, implements Andy, back. I hope you don't do it, it again. They're they're white, so. <laughs> you know, the Damn. prison industrial complex isn't for them. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> you're, you're a nice reformed white now. Here's, here's all your villain stuff. Ugh. Christ. <laughs> trash. <laughs> it's just trash. So to accompany this uh, exceptionally horny week, which we were talking about, it's a very horny week of comics with a lot of just very like high emotion. Uh, Shane, do you have a fuck, Mary kill for us today? I oh, man, do I ever, boys? <laughs> OK, so I hope this one of them is the Navy. <laughs> <laughs> the, the entire Navy. I know which one I pick for that. Um, <laughs> you deny a father one last romp for this boy before the Navy ruins him. <laughs> I'm a little daddy's boy. All right. Give it to us. Uh, all right. Sorry. So for for this week's Fuck, Mary Kill, your options are the giant python, <laughs> paste pot Pete, <laughs> and robot Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little hard. penguin this is robot a hard one. It's, you've given us a, a tough a tough order. Yeah, we might need to cut out some dead air while I do some math. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please let me consult my fuck abacus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've had a sidebar with my dick, and I think uh, I have to abstain from this week. We can't do. I can't do any of it. No, uh, we all know see. that Andy fucks paste pot Pete. Let's I think be real. I, I think I might have to because I don't want to fuck either of the other two. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want those sweet, sweet robot tentacles. I mean, I know what you're saying, but like, it's, <laughs> it's not my kind of play. I think I don't know if I'm into that. I'm pretty claustrophobic. <laughs> uh, I think we just you just I kill paste pot Pete. He's out of here. Damn it, God. Okay. All right, well, we were already off <laughs> on a different it's foot. Too, well, it's well, he gets reborn as the too trapster. Much to, he's the trapster. Now, the trapster, <laughs> I might, you know, I might reconsider. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Now that Medusa wants him, now you think he's an interesting <laughs> catch. Um, and then I would, I would fuck the Jonah robot. Okay, and you marry the cobra. And I marry the cobra. <laughs> Um, it's a python. It is a python. You're right. You're right. It is a python. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It is a pretzel python. python. <laughs> Man, I feel like I have to flip some of that stuff. I might do everything different, right? So I gotta, I gotta fuck Pace Pot Pete. 
<laughs> I think I think that I have to. I think just because of my personal uncomfortableness with the fucking with coils, with the- <laughs> coils. Uh, I, I mean, both of them have awful coils. Uh, I think I'd be better off marrying the python and killing the Jonah robot. <laughs> so I think we've completely had completely oh, different no, we, answers. We both marry year. the python. <laughs> oh, that's a good call. We do marry the python. Are we three for three? Who are you going to marry, Shane? I for sure also marry the python. <laughs> yes! <laughs> okay, but we're going to have to talk about this because we can't all three marry the python. But uh, <laughs> we were going to schedule... <laughs> with our poly it's a polycule the three of us and a snake <laughs> this is my snake wife <laughs> <laughs> who do you kill shade oh my gosh i i kill the robot i do i do okay, kill the robot good. so we have the same I, we, shane and i are the same you fuck paste pop pete <laughs> But the only reason I fuck Pace Pop Pete is because I don't want to fuck the Python. <laughs> so he's like last choice. Period. Understood. Understood. I feel I feel pretty good. We're all gonna marry a snake. Thanks for listening this week. We all marry a snake. Uh, <laughs> that's the that's reptilian the wives club. Ooh, reptilian wives club. Ooh, I yes. like that. But uh, I hope I hope you enjoyed this week. I hope you come visit us at the Infinite Backlog next week. And so, in the words of Stan Lee, until then, face front and don't wear your costume until it's good and dry. Because <laughs> we didn't talk about the fucking laundry thing oh. that, that Spider-Man goes through. Sorry, Spider-Man has a laundry subplot where he has to wash his suit, but it's too wet to wear. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs>